Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. Shape bar, you could be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in pallets that compete with graphics. At the speed of Cheetah Gallops at a decent average. Wednesday, this Shop sticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe was eating barracks, you can't see the marriage. Sunday. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neos. Was actually uh, on my way back from Vegas. Like to uh, so we're back so now for a special edition. We'll be back again Sunday. Can't complain, bro. Just, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, just pause the music because the music was uh, a little loud, it was having a little trouble here. But everything's good, man. Can't complain. You know, we coming live from New York with the good energy and the loud of doo doo talk because I told you, I What'd told you, tell you us? your boy was gonna lose. I told you he was a truck driver fighting loser. <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. So what I was saying earlier is that it's a special weekday edition, um, Mano a Mano. 68 and i'm here with kenny uh, we didn't do a sunday show because i was on my way back from vegas and uh, that meant that i was in the airport so i did a punchlines we didn't do a mano a mano and i'm not in my usual recording studio hence there might be a difference with the sound audio hope you can bear with us we'll be back for our regularly scheduled show this sunday at 12 p.m eastern 5 p.m over there in the uk uh, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. So there you go. No, but the floor is yours, Kenny. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go for it. We might as well lead off on Vivo Ramirez before we get into the 168 pound division talk. Kenny, the floor is yours. Uh, go for it with the gloating. You're on mute, brother. Pardon, pardon. I say you already know. You already know I'm excited to talk my doodle because I've been talking this doodle for way too long now. And and me talking this doodle was getting a lot of people upset. People felt like, oh, you don't know about boxing. Oh, you just hating on Mexicans. Oh, uh, he's fighting the Cubans. All these other excuses that people kept on putting forward for your boy, Zuldo Ramirez. It's not that he sucks. I don't think he sucks. The guy is a good boxer. He has good boxing skill. He has good size. He's way too tentative on those punches. And he damn sure don't have that power that people thought he had from fighting Unieski. Come on now. Stop playing. Put some respect with a K at the end. You know, the way Birdman says it. Put some respect on his name. He deserves all that goddamn respect. All right? Bevo, the 175-pound Semi god because Better BF got three belts, so he is the guy that was 75. But you got you gotta give Bebo his credit, you know what I'm saying? You gotta give Bebo his credit. He out here putting flames out, putting flames out that people thought was gonna beat him. Both people thought both Canelo and both Zuldo was gonna beat Bebo, and he convincingly single-handedly destroyed them. He ain't knock him out, he ain't knock him out, but he showed he showed that he has a lot of power, he has a hell of a gas tank. And it, nobody's pushing him back. You, oh, you hit him with power? It's fine. You got power? You're going to push him back? He's going to come back with five, six punches that amount to the same power that your one punch had. And he's going to come back and push you back and win. Let's put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you, Kenny. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, ding in the bell for, for, uh, for Bivol. Because, look, um, I did a punchlines on this, Kenny, uh, from the airport on my way back to New York City from Minnesota. And we'll get to why I was in Minnesota uh, next. Look, to me, Zurdo showed that he's a good fighter. Bivol showed that he's a great fighter. Bivol is one of the most talented fighters in the sport. You know, I thought that Zurdo would do a lot better than he did. I thought he'd be able to impose himself, uh, use his size, use his weight. You know, he rehydrates to over 200 pounds, reportedly. And I thought he'd be able to do a little bit of that in the fight. You know, I saw envisioned him kind of fighting the way uh, Fury did to a certain extent against Wilder in the second fight, getting aggressive, getting, uh, you know, his opponent onto the ropes, using his, his body, using his weight to his advantage. But he didn't really do that. Um, Bavol was out jabbing him. Bavol was actually the more aggressive fighter, uh, throughout most of the fight. 
Uh, and he was actually walking Zordo back for a lot of the rounds. Um, he totally outboxed Zordo. He totally outclassed Zordo. He totally gave Zordo a complete boxing lesson. Uh, if they gave out PhDs in boxing, Bivol would have one. Uh, that's clear. Um, Professor B. He, he's, he, there's, a good, there's a good name for him. I mean, he's one of the most talented fighters in the sport. Clearly, uh, he established that. And if anything, I actually thought Canelo did better than Bivol did um, against... Uh, sorry, sorry, Canelo did better than Zordo did against Bivol. I'm going to read out a comment here uh, by Nando. Salute to Nando. The OG, all right? Uh, Nando says, Zurdo is a clear notch below Bivol and better be, but give me Callum Smith versus Zordo. That, that's actually a very good fight. That would be a very good fight, a very interesting fight. Um, but the fight I think we all want to see at 175, Kenny, now, is better be, who's the WBC, the IBF, and the WBO champion, taking on Bivol, the WBA champion. And interestingly enough, it was reported in the news yesterday, Kenny, that the WBC, and there was video of this, um, has actually said that they will not rank Russian fighters or allow Russian fighters or Belarusian fighters, actually, to fight for titles. So I don't know how that's going to affect Bivol. I don't know how that's going to... It shouldn't, I guess... Um, but it, maybe it will because it's a unification fight. Um, I don't know how it will affect Better Be. I really don't understand this. I'm very much against it. These are fighters. They have nothing to do with Russian government foreign policy. Just like our boxers here in the United States had nothing to do with Bush's war crimes or with Obama and Hillary Clinton's war crimes or with uh, Trump's war crimes in the many countries that the United States invades, kills uh, uh, many people, and, and occupies. I mean, the United States is still in Syria uh, right now, as, as one example. Uh, United States fighters aren't being blocked from fighting for titles, so I, I think that that rule is crazy. But, Kenny, the floor is yours. That rule is completely bogus, bananas, insane, makes zero sense whatsoever. So you're telling me, you're telling me that Kanye gets sunned and removed from everything and, and canceled because he's, his, and his, his comments were not anti-Semitic, by the way. He said, he, he said about admiring the Jews and how, uh, whatever. Whatever, this is not this is a boxing show, it's not about Kanye. The fact is that Kanye did not even say some anti-Semitic shit. These boxers don't even reside in Russia, they're boxers like have nothing to do with what's going on in Russia or politics. How does well, the W how does the WBC get away with this nonsense? To me, it's trash, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's stupidity. But the the, the like the, the WBC should lose all of its power. Uh, the same way that Kanye got canceled, the WBC should get canceled now because they're hating on a specific group of people. Kanye hated on us, or I mean, Kanye hated on a specific group of, 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 of religion. Yeah, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. In the United States, when it comes to xenophobia, I think Russians are at the top of the list, probably followed by Arabs, probably followed by Mexicans, in terms of just the accepted negativity towards these group of people in like everyday you know, culture. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. And the bonky key, I, I have to disagree with something you said. You said, to be honest, people actually a Kyrgyz, Turkic, Korean. Uh, he does have all of those backgrounds in him, but let's not deny the fact that he's Russian. Russia is a multi-ethnic, multilingual country with all kinds of people of different ethnic groups living there. Now, the major language there is Russian, but, you know, you've got Chechnyas in Russia, Dagestan's also in Russia. There are many ethnic groups, many languages, many religions that comprise uh, Russia and Russian people. So he's every bit as Russian as anybody else. That would be like saying that Kenny's not, uh, you know, a, 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 a U.S. American because his background is Dominican. No, he's both. So I, I just want to say that. And Bivol actually does still live in Russia. He lives in St. Petersburg, formerly known as Leningrad. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean that he's in favor or against or in favor or against anything that the Russian government is doing. 
He's a citizen. He's not a soldier. He's not involved in that. He's he's not part of their foreign relations delegation, the places. He should just be left alone. He's a fighter, period, full stop. Okay. Yeah, look, man, I agree with you. And you know what? This brings me back to another comment, uh, something that I read Ryan Garcia say, and I think I think that he had a lot of sense in saying it. I think he just said it in the in the wrong at the wrong time where it sounded a little stupid at him saying it. But he said that just like the NBA, boxing should have what the NBA calls a players union and boxers will be called the fighters union, which is basically all the players coming together to be able to fight the NBA and the NBA's politics and hard, harsh rules. So the NBA has its player unions. So when when Adam Silver decides right now, honestly, right now, the NBA players union should be going wild. Because uh, the Kyrie Irving ban for five games, whatever amount of games, because of his uh, agreeing with Kanye West or whatever, the, the, the NBA Players Union should be going ham. But as Ryan Garcia said, the b- boxers should have a fighters union where they can battle against the promoters and the belt sanctioning bodies and everybody, every, everybody, because at the end of the day, boxers are individuals against a, a, a shitload of businessmen. Is is one yes. boxer versus a ton of businessmen that are all trying to take the money from this one businessman and then put in stupid rules like if you're from Russia you can't fight for a belt. What? There should 100 be a fighters union. I know I agree. I, I no I, I agree and um, you know I I've connected to uh, Barry Jones uh, out there in the UK. He does a lot of the, the zone coverage. I asked him if he come on the channel at some point and talk about this very subject because he's for it as well. I've been saying this for years now that fighters need a union. They pay all of these percentage of sanctioning fees towards sanctioning bodies, but they don't pay a percentage of anything to something that will actually benefit them and their, their comrades in the long run. As you know, Kenny, I'm part of, the, of a union. I'm part of the UFT, the United Federation of Teachers, which is one of the strongest unions here in New York City where we both live. I'm proud to be part of that union. It's one of the reasons that I have the benefits that I have as a teacher. It's one of the li- reasons that there's limits on, you know, my work day. It's one of the reasons that I got a certain level of, of, of pension payments going into my pension account. Holidays, sick days, personal days, uh, rights to an environment and a, and a, and a school that's, that's safe, uh, that I can work in. All of these things are because of the union. Fighters need a union just as much as teachers, cops, firefighters, or anybody else. Uh, in fact, I'd argue in many cases they need it for, for more reasons. Um, you know, so it, it's time to get that started. However, there are a lot of challenges towards that. You know, um, if, the, if the fighters agree that a certain amount of their purse is going to go to a union fund run by someone that knows how to write a, run a union and fight for workers' rights, it's something that should be done. And I big up Jake Paul for talking about it, too. Um, and Ryan Garcia. I didn't know, actually, Kenny, that Ryan Garcia talked about it. So that that's pretty big as well, Kenny. I think you're on mute again, Kenny. I keep on doing it. Pardon. Uh, you know, sirens and nonsense that happen in, the, in, in, in New York. I keep having to mute and unmute. But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Ryan Garcia, he had an interview, I think it was with Fight Hype and a bunch of tweets that he was putting out speaking about the situation because he was upset that the Javante Tank Davis fight uh, may not happen or looks like it's falling through after it looked like it was going to happen and that the reason that it's potentially not going to happen has nothing to do with both boxers, but instead of instead of with the boxers, it has to do with the sport of boxing. Same thing with Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Same thing with Tyson. Well, no, I don't know if it's the same thing with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua because that was some other, that was some other side potential. You know, having trouble finding the word loser, uh, emotional, sad feelings of of non belief in oneself. There, that's that's the best political way for me to find uh, uh, words for me to find what I was trying to say. But, no, big up to Ryan Garcia, and I do hope that they do come up with a fighter's union. Now, now I think we should get towards uh, the conversation of Bevo versus everybody. I would say Baturbiev versus everybody, but he hasn't fought in quite some time, and his next fight is against, I think his next fight is a joke fight. 
if I can't big up Tyson Fury for fighting Dillian White, I cannot big up Beterbiev for fighting Anthony Yard. So here we go. Bevo versus everybody. Now, do you think he's going to fight Canelo again? When do you think the better BF fight is going to happen? Because that's inevitable. And if not any of those two guys, who the hell does he fight next? Well, I, I'm glad you did this because we actually haven't done a versus everybody show in a while. I think I did a few of those as, as punchlines in the past. So, Bivol, in an ideal world, should be taking on better B next. Um, now they're going to say, well, you know, Better Beef has his mandatory obligation, but we all know that mandatories in principle are supposed to be trumped by unification fights. And what bigger unification fight than an undisputed middleweight, or in this case, light heavyweight, undisputed fight? There's no bigger unification fight than an undisputed unification fight, which obviously Baval and Better Beef would be. Um, but... If I'm going to put my management cap on, if I'm if I'm managing better beef, okay, that that's a much easier fight, the yard fight, than Bivol. All right, um, and you can get a good payday building it up to a big fight with Bivol. Now, if I'm if I'm on the Bivol side of things, a Canelo rematch is a much easier fight than a better than a better beef fight, um, and. Here's what I planted the seed in a couple of people's heads uh, last week, the week before. Do the 168 undisputed fight with Canelo as a rematch. I was in Las Vegas for the first fight. He clearly said that he would be willing to go down to 168. In fact, he said it was his preference so that he could fight for Canelo's titles this time since last time Canelo fought for his title. Now, if he beats Canelo at 168, he's undisputed while also holding the super title with the WBA at 175. Then he could go into an undisputed fight at 175 with uh, Better Be, whilst holding the undisputed title at 168. So it would be undisputed, undisputed. And at which point, if he were to beat Better Be, which is no easy proposition, because I'm not one of these clowns that think that Better Be isn't a good fighter, a good boxer, rather. He's a great boxer. Two-time, I, I believe he was a two-time amateur world champion and an Olympic medalist. You don't just get those easily as an amateur. No, you got to do that with boxing ability. And he outboxed Joe Smith before he knocked out Joe Smith. He outboxed him. Okay? He was on his toes. He was fainting. All right? And he drew him in to the shot that would eventually really hurt Joe Smith Jr. and turn the tide to that fight rather early. But he was outboxing him. So... I'm not one of these people that says, oh, well, better be just, just this wolf man uh, freak who doesn't know how to fight and it just uh, goes for the KO. No, he's a very intellectual fighter. Bivol, better be. Undisputed 168 versus undisputed 175. And if Bivol can do that, then he becomes the first man in the three or four belt era to be concurrently undisputed champion of the world. Can he? <laughs> of the world <laughs> um, but now nah, look but Turbiev is great um, and I think that whoever's talking negative about him being some type of Neanderthal or whatever is just a hater um, and you know what seeing Bevo and Baturbiev going ham and, and both being from Russia has me believing in Russian fighters shit I if I was training to fight, I'd go to Russia to train in the mountains with the Bears. Stop playing, you know. But, it, honestly, the WBC is really getting me upset because Russian fighters are looking unstoppable right now. And you're going to do this? It looks like you're hating, bro. It's it's so upsetting. But whatever. Back to Bevo. It would be amazing to see Bevo fight Canelo at 168. And I think he'd probably look even better than he does at 175. Honestly, I'm starting to lose my belief in Canelo fighting Bevo. Bevo just looks like another beast because he's so much bigger than Canelo. His reach and his le legs uh, 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 are so much longer that he's able to cover ground that much faster. It's not necessarily that he's that much stronger, but the the, the arm and the body length make him faster. He can throw away much more punches in that weight class than Canelo can. Canelo can, doesn't have the gas tank in that weight class. Although it's a big money fight at 175, I just, yeah, no.
I don't want Cane- it's going to be a boring fight. Canelo's just going to get washed up and be doing his, you know, trying to get out the way of those punches, looking all pink and shit. I, I-, I don't want to see that. I would like to see uh, a certain step of fights, though. I would yeah. like. I think it's if it, it, it Benavid- for Benavides, he either needs to start fighting everybody at 168 or he needs to move to 175. I would love to see Benavides against Abivo. I think that's an amazing fight. And I think he's more than ready for 175. He ain't doing nothing that was You throwing him right in there with the Wolves, bro, if he goes up to 178 and fights he, he, He's I, ready for the Wolves. I think he's ready for I, the Wolves I, right now. They're just not giving him the I fights. Don't, I, I don't see that fight going. I, and I'm a big fan of David Benavides. I like him. I like his brother. No, really you like, like David Morrell. Well, no, I'm I can joking. like two I'm, people. I'm, I'm joking. I do. You know I like David Morrell. Stop it. Okay, we're going to get to him in a second. What I'm saying, though, is that don't don't make that your first fight at 175. Take on, like, a Joe Smith-type guy. Get acclimated. Because I, if, if he jumps into that fight right now, with Bavol, not, not that this is going to happen. It's all mystical fantasy stuff right now, I think, from you, Kenny. But if that fight were to be signed, which it won't because he's taking off Caleb Plant, that wouldn't go much different than the Zorgo fight went Saturday. It just wouldn't. Um, but luckily, we've got a lot of things going on at 168 pounds. We've got a lot of things going on at 168 pounds. It's King Canelo, and then it's all the King's men. We've got <laughs> David Benavides. We've got Caleb Plant. We've got Zach Parker, who's taking on uh, – uh, damn, what the – What's wrong with my um my brain right now? That dude that 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 uh, that um that beat that beat uh, uh Daniel Jacobs. I'll, I'll get back to it. I got end of right a, end, end of a long school day. Uh, and, John and Ryder. Beat John Ryder. Thank you. We've got John Ryder in addition. Um, and we've also got David Morel Jr. Not to mention Bivol, who we just talked about. If he, if he goes down, yeah. Right. If he goes down, I think that's the only way that rematch even makes sense because it's not even going to be close to competitive at 175. It might be a little more competitive at 168, but I'd still favor Bivol. So let, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the fight that was signed, and then I'll talk about the fight that I was at last week in Minnesota and where I see David Morrell Jr. going. I also want to talk about Zach Parker because he's somebody who's been swerved twice by Boo Boo Andre. I say Andrade, and, um, you know, there's a reason for that, Kenny. Um, but let, let's, talk, let's talk about Plant Benavides. What were your thoughts when this was signed? Excited to hear. I, I, my thoughts were, like, about damn time. I felt like Caleb Plant finally started believing in himself, you know? I, I think, uh, honestly, I think that Caleb Plant started believing in himself during the Canelo fight when he asked Canelo, not too bad, huh? What you think? What you think? I'm, I'm I, I don't suck, right? I'm, I'm, I, I can punch. <laughs> I, I think that his, his, his confidence started raising at that point. And uh, even in the loss, I think his confidence was raised. Like, oh, I was able to stand in there with Canelo. I lasted 10 rounds. Shit, I'm good. You know? And then now if he fought Darrell, uh, and he knocked the rail out, and nobody thought that Plant had power. He knocked him out with that uppercut. So he's feeling himself even more. You know, he just had a baby. He's feeling himself even more. He got a hot wife. He's feeling himself even more. You know, so it's time. The time has come. He's believing in himself. He thinks he could beat a guy like David Benavides. And you know what? If he was to beat a guy like David Benavides, there may be a Canelo round two fight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So uh, you're a mute. Um, uh, so I definitely understand what, like, the game plan and where he's going. And I'm excited for it. I think it's about fucking time. About time that people stop doing what seems like they're, like, ducking. It's, it always seems like they're ducking Benavides. It's about time they give this man an opportunity. Because if not, like I said, he needs to go up to 175 and fight the big dogs there. Because I don't think they'll be afraid of him there. Well, it's funny you say that. Well, first of all, we're going to have to rename this episode You're on Mute. Because you've had to tell me, and I have had to tell you a couple of times. Uh, that might be a, that, that might be the name of a new podcast we set up. You're on mute. I like Anyhow, that. Um, 
It's very interesting because the WBC actually set uh, a mandate at their convention this week. It's taking place in Mexico, all right, that the winner of this fight will get a shot at Canelo. Um, so that that's actually in the works already. Um, should should the, 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 the Caleb or David uh, emerge victorious from this fight, they will get the Canelo shot. Now, I don't think Caleb's going to emerge victorious from this fight. Um, I've said it for a couple years now, and I still think it's true today. Caleb Plant is the third best super middleweight signed to the PBC. Numero uno is David Benavides. Numero uno, ah, 1A, or maybe two, David Morel Jr. All right, Osvari, David Morel Jr., and then I got Caleb Plant. So I'm definitely favoring David Benavidez going into this fight. I think he's going to be super motivated for it, too, because there's been some blood between them. Um, we actually interviewed David um, and Caleb separately on another show we used to be on. And, you know, uh, Caleb Plant was saying a lot of things about David Benavidez, about his past. And David uh, Benavidez does, did not like that very much. Uh, and they almost got into a heated face-to-face <laughs> conversation or confrontation at one point, too. So there's some history there. This is going to be a really good fight. I'm super glad it's made. Sign me up for that fight. Seriously. Seriously. Great job. Great job on setting this fight up. It's been delayed forever. It should have been happening forever ago. And I'm just going to go on ahead and make my pick for right now. Yeah. I got David Benavides. Probably by KO, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got it by KO or by TKO. Either I got to see some training first. You don't know, you don't know if he's fat right now. We haven't seen David Benavides in some good. time. He's cause... good. I I saw him when he was in Brooklyn for his brother's fight, and he was he was in shape. And yeah. I saw him do an interview, and you can tell generally from somebody's face mm-hmm. how much weight they put on or not, you know. And he he looks like he's 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 in shape. Uh, he, he should be good to go. So uh, sign me up for that one, um, and sign me up for 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 David Benavides by KO or TKO in that fight. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about Zach Parker before I I talk about um, uh, the fight I went to last last week uh, Saturday. Zach Parker is a very good super middleweight out of England. Um, he's signed to Queensbury, which is Frank Warren's promotional outfit, obviously. He's got power, he's got size, and he's a rough and rugged guy with boxing skills. Um, There's a reason why Boo Boo was supposed to fight him once and then backed out of the fight, and was supposed to fight him twice or a second time and then backed out of the fight. Um, And, of course, this was after backing out of 160-pound division uh, to not defend his title against Janibek. So it's going to be a very good fight. John Ryder's coming off the big win, okay, against Daniel Jacobs. But in this fight, I favor uh, I, I favor the, the the taller guy, the younger guy. In um, yeah, I, I favor the taller guy and the younger Parker. guy in in Zach Parker. Yes, I, I do. And, and honestly, that fight with Daniel Jacobs was razor thin, close, razor it thin, was. close. Um, and he's always been undersized at 160 pound division. He's done very very well for himself in the division, but he's always been very undersized. Anything uh, to say on Zach Parker or John Ryder, Ken? That fight uh, has been signed and will be taking place out there in England. Uh, I got Zach Parker for the W. Uh, I don't think, I, I, like you said, John Ryder's undersized for that weight class. I don't think he won against Daniel Jacobs, uh, and I think he's looked very, very questionable at that weight class. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess it's a second life for him, you know, um, which I, I'm not hating on. I, I applaud this shit. Littler guy fighting the bigger guys and getting some wins or close decisions, I ain't mad at it. It's just, it's just you know, young up-and-coming guy that is actually from this weight class. Nah, I got the young man. Yeah, the undefeated young man. And And by the way... This fight is for the interim WBO championship of the world. So Canelo uh, is going to have an interim champ to face off against in the winner of Caleb Plant 
David Benavides. He's going to have an interim champ to face off against in the winner of John Ryder uh, versus Zach Parker. He's going to have a regular champ to take on against in David Morel Jr. Osvari David Morel Jr. So, Kenny, uh, I'm not going to repeat all of the history of me going out to this fight, but I'll sum, summarize a little bit. Um, you guys know I work Monday to Friday as, as a teacher. So in the summertime, I'm able to go to an entire fight week, open workout, uh, press conference, weigh in, and then the fight. If a fight's in New York, I can now go to, at best, usually just the weigh-in and the fight, um, w which I did for the last fight at the Garden that I went to, uh, you know, which was the Lomachenko-Ortiz uh, fight. I went to the weigh-in on Friday after work. I went to the fight on Saturday. Now, these fights in other, in other places, I'll, I'll either leave Friday after work or I'll leave Saturday morning. So I left Saturday morning, flight to Chicago, a flight from Chicago to Minnesota, both canceled. I had to fly all the way to Denver and then all the way back east or north and then east to Minnesota. But it was worth every last bit of it, Kenny. I got there just before the card started. I got my spot there, front row, center, okay, on the floor. And I got to enjoy a great night of boxing on the undercard. Um, Anthony Durrell got that win against one of your favorite fighters, Okay, Unieski Gonzalez. That was a war off TV. All right. <laughs> and uh, we we also saw your boy Jason Banana Rosario get dropped again by a Bro. body shot. Again by a body shot. Um, and then get brutally knocked out by Brian Mendoza, who I spoke to right after his fight. You can see that on the YouTube a channel here that I got. I also think I posted it to my Instagram but definitely check out the YouTube. By the way, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching us on Twitter, because we're streaming on Twitter as well, come out and join us on the YouTube channel. We're trying to get this channel to grow. Get the likes up, get the subs up, all right, and consider a membership. So then it came to the final fight of the night, David Morrell Jr. taking on Idos. Okay, I'm, I'm not good at pronouncing his last name, so I'm just going to go with his first name, Idos out of Kazakhstan. Um... That man got beat up really badly, Kenny. Um, I think he broke Idos's nose in the second round. He was gushing blood. It was a bloodbath for the rest of the fight. And I got to be honest with you, after, eighth, after the eighth round, I was yelling at the corner to stop the fight uh, because it was brutal. And you could see the punishment the man was taking round after round after round. And then as the corner left the ring, following Idos being taken by EMT, and we spoke to the EMT. They said right there and then and there they were taking him to, a, to the emergency room because of how bad he was. I was yelling at them, you should have stopped the fight because that fight should have been stopped. David Morrell Jr. won every round of that fight and ended up stopping the man brutally in the 12th round. It did not need to go that far. Idos is a 30-year-old man who had a career ahead of him still. Had they preserved him, I don't know what that career is going to be look like now because last reports, Kenny, are that the man is still in a uh, induced coma in 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 the in the hospital. Wow. So, yeah, this is what happens when trainers continue to send their fighters out in a non-competitive fight when they're taking punishment unnecessarily. Just stop the fight. <clears throat> Save your fighter for another day, Kenny. You know, um, it's real sad to hear that. I don't know if this is how they say the guy's name. You're Bo Snelly, something like that. Uh, uh, I've heard the announcer say it. I don't know if that's the actual pronunciation, though. I've uh, heard it like three or four different ways. You're Bo Snelly yeah. is how I was saying it. I've heard it like that correct. as well. Yeah. I've heard it that way as well. <laughs> but um, what you call it? No, man, I do want to touch up on a couple things. First off, I do want to talk about uh, Banana Rosario. Bro. Bro, you know, it looked like he had a, a stint where maybe his uh his fit, excuse me, maybe his fitness was on such point that it looked like he was that much great. But now I think that he just looks like an idiot. Like he just looks like a like a boxer who's just going in there throwing punches. Rawr, rawr, rawr. 
like not thinking about what he's doing, just think, acting like he's gonna go steamroll through everybody and knock everybody out. And for me, as a Dominican dude that wants to see other Dominican dudes do great, especially in the sport of boxing, because we don't have any, it breaks my heart and it also makes me upset because yo, you're in the platform, you're there. You're a couple of fights removed off of being a unified unified champion. You're you could still get some shots, some big titles. Change your career, uh, your career. Change the style up. Change this raw, raw, raw shit. Maybe go up weight class and put some put some meat on in your middle section. Work those abs out, my guy, because you're not looking good. You're looking terrible, and you're making everybody in the from the DR look terrible. Especially like. Why do you try to get up so fast after getting knocked out when his foot was already twisted? And sh- it's stupid. You wanted to get the KO called on you. Moving on from that. Can I, can I make a couple points on that? Because I didn't know you were going to return back to that fight. I, ha- so I, ha- I, I had to. I had to. because Seeing him perform got me so upset. But go ahead. Go ahead. Then after this, I just want to say a couple no, things. I, yeah, yeah. I, of course. I actually thought that Jason, uh, Jason Rosario would kind of get stronger moving up in weight because I actually attributed the body shot KO to him probably being weak and weight trade um, and a little listless in that fight when he got literally stopped by a jab to the body by Charlo. I thought, well, he's moving up in weight. He's going to fill out a little bit. He won't be weight drained as much. He'll probably be more durable, but that wasn't the case. The other thing too is uh, Mendoza was took this fight on last minute's notice and was moving up in weight. You know, I think if the PBC knew that Mendoza was going to do what he did to Banana, they probably would have rematched J-Rock with him because J-Rock got a relatively easy win on the undercard against a nondescript opponent brought out from Argentina. So, you know, they could have got J-Rock a comeback kind of win and and a rematch win uh, had they known that, that, that Banana would go out like that instead. They set Mendoza up, a guy moving up in weight, uh, last minute Lotus for a huge win that very few people expected. But I all do respect to, to 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 Mendoza for getting that win. But I just wanted to go back to that since you did, Kenny. Go 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 back to what you wanted to say next. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, now I just had to say something because it was a little disappointing to me. Uh, just seeing the performance, seeing that there's been zero growth and there should have been some type of growth since he lost twice by knockout. You learn from your experiences. That's called wisdom. And apparently he's not learning anything. But back to Idol, your boss Nelly and your boy, your boy, David. I can't wait for Battle of the Davids because I know it's going to happen at some point, by the way. Battle of the Davis being David Benavides and David Morrell. But you're both Nelly. I feel so bad for the guy. Bro, it's like you said, you're not going to win the fight. You know, there is, you're not going to get any big props from going out on your shield. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. You know what I'm saying? Like, like David morell jr is still an up-and-coming fighter he doesn't have that big ass name yet yes he's doing major fucking things as a guy with what is the eight wins nine win eight fights nine fights something like that he's doing major things yeah he's got eight fights eight fights yeah which is amazing you know but he's still not no tyson fury like going out on your shield is not like going out on your shield versus a deontay wilder tyson fury that could end your life with one punch these guys these are huge monster guys you know what i'm saying so yeah I, I think it was a stupid move unfortunately the guy's health you say he's in coma that means that he may never be the same again depending how serious the coma is you know it could be like having to learn how to walk again he well, may usually never box when, again usually when they life do, changing usually when they do that kenny it's because they're concerned about swelling on the brain and they need to to prevent it or reduce it usually reduce it um, and, you know, prevent, you know, significant like cognitive decline or death. Um, It's no small thing to be put into a medically induced coma. Um, You know, and and I think I saw Kanemai say, you know, obviously we we hope that he has a full and speedy recovery, but shame on his training team. I tweeted about it earlier in the week on Sunday night when I got back from Minnesota because they they did not do their first duty as coaches, which is to pr- protect their fighter. They didn't do it, you know. And 
my wife was watching on TV while I was out in, in, in Minnesota, and she was telling me that their instructions between rounds was crap, too. So, you know, uh, it's, it's very unfortunate. As for David, David uh, Morell Jr. and where he goes, well, look, he's, he, he, he exhibited great defense this fight. I know that was something you were critical about him before, Ken. He was slipping. He was moving. He was ducking and dodging shots. Uh, I love the way that he boxes from the southpaw stance. I love his footwork, his ability to close gaps really quickly, his ability to box at angles, his ability to land the right jab to the body and also the, 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 the hook, the right hook off the jab, the left hand. It's, it's beautiful boxing to watch. And where does he go next? Well, you know, he's going to have to take on some of the names that we didn't just discuss uh, because the top guys in the division are pretty much all tied up. But there are some other people that, that he can take on um, that, that may be of interest um, to, to boxing fans in, uh, in the interim. Um, you know, it's not going to be a champion because obviously Canelo's tied up. Caleb Plant is fighting the interim champ in Benavides. Uh, but, you know, you know there, there, there are some other people with names out there that he may be able to, to get to fight. A fight that I would like to see, believe it or not, is a guy who's ranked pretty much across the board, and that is uh, Edgar Berlanga because he's got a name. He's undefeated. He started out with that great streak. They're both, uh, you know, around the same age. And think, in fact, I'm pretty sure that Osvati David Morel Jr. is actually younger. Um, so, you know, Ber- Berlanga is there. Uh, Daniel Jacobs may be looking for another fight. I think a, a name uh, for him might be Shane Mosley Jr., Kenny. I don't know what you think about that. <laughs> uh, Rock, Rocky Fielding is, is still out there at 168, alive and kicking. Um, so there are some other names. Or, or since Boo-Boo's looking for a fight, why not take on Boo-Boo? If Boo-Boo's up for it. There, 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 you mentioned a lot of great fights. There's a million. There, literally, there are a million fights for mm-hmm. uh david morell jr there are a million fights for him i'd fight everybody it, it's time to start beating them up one by one i'd start fighting all the known names because you know what the one thing that david morell jr does not have is a crazy ass popular like crazy popularity or a large fan base and with the way that boxing is today you need to have a large fan base if you ever want to become a pay-per-view star you know so it's like um I know that that's what the goal is. It's never to just be great and get all the belts. He is headed towards all the belts, but I know the pay-per-view star thing is where the, where the where it's headed. So if I was him, I'd start fighting everybody that has any type of popularity and a name. Hell yeah, I'd fight Daniel Jacobs. I'd fight John Ryder too, because John Ryder beat Daniel Jacobs. I'd fight Anthony Durrell, although he just lost to Caleb Plant. I'd fight Caleb Plant. I'd fight Ben Devere. I'd fight all of them. Anybody who has a name or any type of popularity, I'd fight them back to back to back to. One thing I will say. One thing I will say about his popularity, though, Kenny, he's been accepted fully in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That venue is is a pretty big venue, and it was packed on Saturday night. He's become a star attraction out there. He's filling it. So um, he needs to keep fighting over there. Who was the, the other K.O. Kenny just now? Because I'm seeing you were the real K.O. Kenny. He had another K.O. Kenny pop in uh, and, and want to speak with us. I don't know who that was, but he's disappeared. So there is, was. there is another K.O. Kenny that be doing, or he's like uh, Kenny K.O. He be doing some fitness stuff on YouTube, so I, but I doubt it'd be him. He has a very fairly big page. Um, so M. Ba- M. Easy Boxeo says Boo Boo would fuck him up. I don't know if that's. I don't know. Boo Boo would not fuck him up. Boo, bro, are you kidding me? I'm. I'm like, whoa. Boo Boo hasn't fought Boo-Boo anybody. Boo Boo just fought from a. He ran from a limb canoe. Stop playing. Janet yeah, Beck he ran from Zanajek, and he also ran from Zach Parker. Let's not forget that. Stop Twice. playing. Boo do Andre, dude, not Boo Boo. Dudu does not deserve shit. Stop playing. Uh, David Morrell should go fight Janet Beck. And fucking Zach Parker before Doodoo. Doodoo don't deserve nothing. Doodoo should retire. He'll fuck him up. Fuck who up? The guy don't fight nobody. The guy ducks everybody. And then he, when he does fight somebody, he be out here looking stupid as hell with his stupid head movements and side punches and crazy shit. Stop it. Well, there you Stop go. It. 
There you go. So uh, those, those are some fights out there. Uh, I, I also saw Anthony Durrell fighting, but that was, sorry, not Anthony Durrell, um, Andre Durrell, but that was at 175. Anthony Durrell was out there too, but we already just saw what happened between him and Caleb Plant. I think that that would go way worse against uh, David Morrell Jr. So, you know, let, let's, you know, I, I hope Ant Anthony uh, Durrell can move on to other things. Carlos, Gon Carlos Gongora, the former IBO champion. Leron Richards, the current IBO champion. Uh, go for it, Kenny. Uh, uh, the joke is simply uh, uh by Foreman. He wrote, Berlanga isn't ready. And the joke is, but Berlanga has 20-something fights. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Berlanga is not ready, but Berlanga has more than twice the amount of fights as David Morrell Jr. and is older than him. So if he's not going to be ready, I mean, look, the thing with Berlanga right now, he's he's not going to be in the big room at the Garden, and I honestly doubt whether or not he's going to be able to, to, to sell out the, the Hulu again. Um, because when he was fighting at the Hulu, and uh, Xander Zayas was also on the card and at, on the undercard. Xander Zayas, it was clear that Xander Zayas had more interest and more fans um, than he did. And that was the night where he, he had to resort to biting his opponent. No, actually, no, it was the fight before that fight. I'm, uh, he was, the fight that, that was that where Xander was there with him was the fight that he took on against um, Steve Rolls, where honestly, he didn't look very good. And then in the following fight, he bit his opponent. Um, so, I mean, are you going to ever put this guy in a meaningful fight? And if you are, might as well be to David David Morrell Jr. Because if you're going to lose, you want to lose to somebody like that. You know, he did. He could have got. He could have been beat by Steve Rolls, Kenny. Yeah, man. Look, <clears throat> I got nothing for doo doo. I got all respect for uh, um, for uh, Morel Jr. I got nothing for for Berlanga either. Uh, he, Berlanga's arguably lost slash won his last couple of fights, so you know he hasn't really done anything to make me think that that he hasn't really done anything to make me think that he's going to be able to do anything against David Morel or against any of the higher level opponents. I feel like Berlanga is 100% uh, uh, level below um, David Morrell Jr. And I feel like Berlanga needs to continue building up. It's not that he doesn't have power. It's not that he doesn't have skill. I feel like it's something along the lines of self-belief and needing to change the game plan in the ring. Stop swinging for the fences. Stop these crazy wide hooks. And let's, let, let, let's enforce that jab that you used to use early on in the beginning. Let's start using that a whole lot more. Um but no, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm laughing at the comment too. I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to see any of these guys uh, fight Doodle just because he takes so, so much time off, honestly. I, I like the, the conversation that I'm most into really is David, is David Morrell Jr. versus Boo Boo Andre because it was bought and, and people are like, really? You think he lost? Which, which I respect the opinions and I have none against it, but. I do think that Boo Boo would lose in this fight. Boo Boo hasn't done anything or fought anybody with power uh, or or fought anybody. He's been feed, he's, he's been be feeding or pushed back. He's been feeding on B and C level middleweights. Oh, I thought he was gonna say cherries. I mean that too. I mean <laughs> I don't know why people think that that means he's gonna go up and 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 manhandle a David Morrell Jr. who just brutally knocked out and sent to, to the hospital uh, an undefeated Kazakh guy who was a very credible opponent. I mean, Eidos is a better opponent than anybody Boo Boo's taken on recently. Who is Boo Boo taking on recently that's better than Eidos? I'll go look it up right now. Boo -Boo I mean, that, I don't need to look nobody. it up. The answer is nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer is nobody and then he didn't want to take on Janet Beckett and then he didn't want to take on Zach Parker and he was telling Joe Habib when Joe Habib interviewed him shout out to Ringside Reporter Live check out that channel Joe Habib interviewed him and he didn't even want to take on Murata because he said Murata needed to go over to the Dunkin Donuts Arena to fight him Dunkin Donuts Arena a minor league hockey arena in Providence Rhode Island and you're talking about a man 
who sells over has a hundred million people plus watching him in Japan, who's an Olympic uh, gold medalist and a world champion. Why the fuck would he go out to the Dunkin' Donuts Center to fight you? It makes it, no sense. So at the end at of the day, the names are not there right now. I was, I, I was you know, I, I was uh, there was a while when I was hoping that Boo Boo would get a big fight, but then I realized that Boo Boo is pretty much doing this to himself. Yeah. Do Boo-Boo's doing it to himself. Boo-Boo didn't want uh, Janet Beck. That was the fight Zach for him Parker. to prove himself with. Janet Beck 100%. was all he needed. 100%, and he, and he didn't take it. So, I mean, no, I, I don't think that Boo-Boo's going to go into Minneapolis and beat David Morrell Jr. No, I don't. And Measy Buxeo or, or, or Bronx. I always forget if it's Bronx or Buxeo. But, <laughs> but you, can, you can remember me, I. I always appreciate you coming into the chat, fam. But I don't agree with you on this one. I just don't. Um, yeah, I don't. Man. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't think Boo Boo. To stop joking and stop the disrespect, I don't think Boo Boo has uh, what it takes to face a guy like David Morrell Jr. right now. And Boo Boo hasn't really done anything to make me believe that he has what it takes to take on a dude like David Morrell Jr. Um, one thing that I think is a notable mention in the four minutes that we have remaining of our current episode, yeah. one thing that I think is a notable mention <clears throat> is uh, not that Mayweather is fighting Deji. No, we don't care oh, about God. that. No, we don't care about that. But the You fact, know what I'm going to be doing on Saturday, Kenny, when that happens? What's that? Let me go back to the point. Fuck it. Um, not, 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 not the fact that, that Mayweather is going to be fighting Deji. Like, I can't believe Mayweather even took that fight. Deji doesn't even fight well, but more so that Manny Pacquiao is joining the ranks of dudes of, uh, of what they call in celebrity boxing. He's joining the ranks of what they're calling celebrity boxing, which is a retired professional boxer, which they're calling a celebrity, i.e. Manny Pacquiao versus a YouTuber. So Manny Pacquiao's fighting some YouTube dude. I forgot who the dude, who the dude is, what his name is, the reason for him fighting. But I, I get Manny Pacquiao's getting big bucks from it. That's the new thing, yeah. right? To retired fighters it. with a name fighting nobodies and getting money for it. I mean, what do you feel like when you're Tank Davis, when your biggest fights are like multiple times smaller purses than Floyd, your supposed promoter, is making fighting a YouTuber's side? What is it, younger brother? I mean, the guy, the guy, I was, I was, the video came up in my feed. You know, YouTube plays stuff on, on auto. And he's sitting beside this guy that looked like, he looks like he's ready to, 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 to teach a math class at my school. I mean, he, he doesn't look like a fighter. I mean, the obviously he's not a fighter, but Floyd can make money fighting these guys. I mean, all power to him, I guess. Uh, Manny's figured out that, you know what? Why not earn a few million dollars fighting a Korean YouTuber? It's easy work, you know? And don't forget, Manny didn't win his last political race, so he's no longer a politician. I'm sure he's got a lot of time on his hands. You know, now that his kids are growing up and, you know, he's, you know, I'm sure he's just looking for something to do and this is easy money. But, you know, it's up to us whether we watch these events or not. Another one that's coming up, Kenny, is, is the, the Legend series, you know? Watching old guys that haven't fought in a long time, Ricky Haddon take on Marco Antonio Barrera. Man. I mean, I'm not interested in that fight. What does that fight mean? I mean, uh, a, a, a career junior featherweight and featherweight taking on a guy who was 140 pounder. I mean, in their 40s. I mean, Barrera is probably close to 50, if not 50. I mean, whatever. This is. This is the way the sport's going, unfortunately. Luckily, we've got a lot of really good fights that, that are coming up. And the reason the, the reason the sport is going in this direction is because of what we've stated so, several times before, which is that there's so many uh, side individuals, so many different people that are allowed to come into the sport of boxing and just be like, hey, hey, look, look, I have, I have a couple of million dollars. You want to fight under my name? You know, uh, they need something like the NBA. They need that uh, that that umbrella organization that's going to oversee all of all of the 
teams, a.k.a. boxers, and their promoters and the sanctioning bodies and put rules and so on things they, they can and cannot do and what is boxing and what is not boxing. This would allow uh, fighters, purses, and money to be regulated across the board. So you, you've got this many belts, you've won this many fights, you're getting this many millions in your popularity. Not, oh, you're getting paid off of selling a venue and how many people come out to see you. If what I said happens, you'll be able to have the craziest fight cards in boxing. I'm talking about, uh, you know, let, let, let's say a, a Canelo and a Tank and a Ryan and a and an Errol Spence and a Bud Crawford and all of them on the same damn card because at the end of the day, it's going to be the umbrella organization that oversees all this stuff and not promoters who decide what they want to promote. And, oh, well, people are going to watch this event because and I got my two stars and then everybody else under the fighting undercard is trash or people trying to come up. If they had this overseen umbrella, it'd be one, not one standard pay, but it'd be some contractual shit based off of what they have already done not based off of popularity and dudes like Mayweather and Pacquiao wouldn't be able to be fighting dudes for paychecks. It would have to be uh, uh, not with boxing licenses. It wouldn't be boxing events. It would be just sparring exhibition of what, of, 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 of what boxing sport was. It wouldn't be a professional boxing event. These guys would not be able allowed to get professional boxing licenses to make a joke of the sport of boxing. And I'm done. That's it. I'm done speaking about it. <laughs> Well, you know, it's up to us whether we decide to support these events. I mean, the zone has decided to put this fight behind the paywall, so it's not even included in our zone subscription, meaning there's absolutely no way I'm going to be watching. Um, you know, luckily we have some fights coming up to close out the year. Uh, Inouye is going to be back. Uh, we've got a fight at the Garden taking place uh, on the 10th of December, and we're going to get to see Jared Big Baby Anderson. Um on that one, which should be good. Uh, so you know, we we've got we've got that. I'm not I'm not as excited about the Montana Love Steve Spark fight, um, if I'm going to be honest with you. But we also have the Janovic uh, Denzel Bentley fight this weekend, right? Um, I don't know what you think about Hasim Rotman Vitor Belfort. That that's kind of an interesting one. Um, but but yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, Regis Progre, uh, Jose Zapeta is going to be a good one. Zach Parker, John Ryder is going to be a good one. Dillian White, Jermaine T Franklin won't necessarily be a good one, but it might be interesting, right? Um, and of course, the fight that you've been looking forward to the most, Tyson Fury versus Derek Chisora, that's still ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not to mention uh, uh, Gallo Estrada, Chocolatito Gonzalez. Uh, Josh Warrington's back against uh, Luis Alberto Lopez. Uh, there's actually a lot of boxing to close out the year. Obviously, Terrence Crawford, David Avenesian, um, and Frank Martin, Michel Rivera. Your your own mini uh, Muhammad Ali, Kenny, is back uh, before the end of the year. So it it should be very, 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 very interesting to close things out. I do got a little bit of news that I'm happy to share with people. Uh, my principal at my school actually approved me and, and I've got a colleague that's a current amateur boxer. He's a PE teacher too. We're going to be starting our own uh, boxing club out of our school, uh, which is going to be great. Um, we're going to affiliate it with uh, USA Boxing. And I'm actually going to be out at the USA Boxing National Championships in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, one, to upgrade my, my certification, my coaching, but also... Um, there's a fighter that I might be actually uh, working the corner for who's going to be competing in the national championships. Um, I had somebody uh, reach out to me and ask me if I'd, if I'd work his corner and, and um, co coach the kid at the event because he, he actually needs a coach for the event. Uh, you know, his, his, his main coach can't actually go out there. So I might be able to slot in for that. So that should be exciting too. I'll be able to work the corner at a national championship. So that should be very, very good. But either way, I'll be out there. And either way, we're going to be uh, developing a boxing program in the South Bronx at my uh, at my middle school. So I'm very happy to report on that. Uh, and I'm also hoping that Kenny's going to join the team um, at the school uh, as well. And, you know, I've been talking to Kenny about that too. So 
Really good week for me. Uh, hope all of you guys are having a great weekend. We'll be back on Sunday for our regularly scheduled show uh, that looks and sounds the way it normally does. Kenny, any last words? No, man. We good. It's been some good boxing, some a good episode, lots of trash talk. We had to come back and make sure we had to do it for you. But this week, because we, we, it was too much excitement, and it's a great year of boxing to come. You guys all have a, a, a great week. A great weekend's coming up after tomorrow. Take care. Be good. Don't drink too much. Don't smoke too much. Take care of your body. Lift weights, exercise, all that good stuff. One love. Absolutely. We're out of here. We'll see you again on Sunday, everybody. Take care. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesars Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe Seaton Barris, you can't see the marriage. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the keyholes get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it with rocket power with A6, but the next